Hey, what's going on? Jordan Taylor here from Starter.ca. Welcome to another episode of Starter. Stop talking and really take action. Today is a super special episode. I'm going to be actually talking with Daniel Dubois, the president and co-founder of Key. And I'm also going to be talking about, you know, not only my experience with Key, as well as, you know, what key is kind of in and of itself, Daniel's entrepreneurial journey as well, and just, you know, kind of get into all of that with you today. So thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, just to kind of start things off, let me give a brief explanation if you are tuning in and you do not know what key is, is they are a Toronto real estate firm or company based in Toronto, but they have, uh, you know, roots in, in other places as well. But their their mantra is real estate state for all own real estate, not a mortgage. And basically, you know, to sum up, and again, I have, I have no affiliation with Key. I do not work for them in any capacity. They have not given me any financial compensation to like do all of this, but I just, as a content creator, especially someone who is in the entrepreneurial space, I, whenever I feel compelled to speak on something that I feel like can be valuable for entrepreneurs, in particularly, I know one of their biggest target markets is millennials. Whenever I feel compelled to speak on something like that, I I, I just do it. So here we are. <laughs> but yes, so the big thing with Key is right now for any millennial listening, uh, especially in the Toronto area, saving up for that initial 20% down payment is extraordinarily difficult and overwhelming. And according to Key, the, the, the stats say that it takes an average of 27 years. And this number continues to go up. I think when I was looking at Key earlier this year, it was it was about 21 years. So it uh, it's skyrocketing, right? And with needing somewhere like north of $50,000, probably closer to $100,000 in order to really kind of get started on anything, let alone if you want to have like $200,000, right? Uh, you know, prices like a million dollar home in Toronto is not ridiculously expensive. So 20% of that 200 grand, a little bit of background on the position I was in was I was in a, I was living with a roommate and we were Together paying over $3,000 for an apartment or for a condo, but we were renting, right? And then I had just left my nine to five job to transition into entrepreneurship full time. And within 30 days, uh, my roommate and I, we decided to kind of like part ways and go separately, live in separate spaces and all of that. So I was once again, uh, has, as has been the case many times in my adult life, found myself in the position where I was looking for a place to live. Now, the idea of getting into a, you know, typically a one year lease when I was not a hundred percent confident or secure in my income was a little scary. And I remember saying to my roommate at the time that I was really looking for, you know, some kind of like hybrid alternative you know, real estate solution. Cause obviously, you know, as a millennium, you know, it's drilled into our heads like, Oh, owning is better than renting. Owning is better than renting. Owning is better than renting, but it's extraordinarily difficult to get into, right? You know, adulting is very hard. Uh, so when that was happening and we were having that discussion, I remember saying, ah, I just wish there was something like some kind of alternative program, whether it was like uh, a staggered down payment approach, which I've seen other companies have, whether it's, you know, a rent to own thing or, or just something different. And, and again, in the actual conversation with Daniel, we get into 
the differences and nuances of all those other things. But at the time, just before I found Key, I was looking for something like that. I was looking for something that was a little bit different. So lo and behold, uh, I was targeted by an Instagram promotion that Key was running. And that's where I found them and had a little bit of a exchange with their with their marketing prime. I believe now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure I actually joined the waiting list because there were no properties available. And then I think what actually happened, how I ended up getting this condo that, that I'm in right now as I'm recording this is there was a couple who had already purchased the unit due to some, I think, COVID layoffs or something that ended up having to back out of the deal. So the marketing person, uh, Allison, shout out to Allison, uh, had, had reached out to me saying like, hey, if you're still interested, you know, there's these properties, because I think what what it also happened is I had reached out saying, what is this key stuff? How does it all work? And again, if you want the full explanation, uh, by all means, check out their website. I'll be sure to link that in the description and show notes or stay tuned to the interview and listen to Daniel explain it himself. But essentially what 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 it was, and and I'll read this from their website, right? It's a co-ownership model, right? Which means you can move in and start building equity or your home equity year sooner, which I know was definitely the case for me. So that was spot on. Uh, instead of wasting 27 years, saving for a big down payment, you can start owning and building home equity with key many years earlier. Plus you can do it without being locked into a mortgage. And that in all honesty, that, that to me was like the biggest differentiator. Uh, and it takes just 15 K. Well, that's kind of the starting place. It's, it's usually a bit of a range between like, you know, uh, high 14 to maybe, 17 something, but in and around 15 K is, is typical for, for a property that's valued at uh, 600,000. Now, uh, one other thing to kind of note as well is they have their own inventory of spaces. As of the recording of this episode, they do still have a few, um, available suites. I think they have like a good, like, oh, they actually have quite a bit actually. They have a bunch of suites available. So if you're watching this right now, by all means, go to uh, suite.lifeatkey.com or just go to lifeatkey.com and then you can find it there. But they have like what looks like, I don't know, like a dozen or two dozen units right now. So I would highly encourage you to go and check that out. But what happened is, you know, I, I, I went back and forth and you know, eventually got on the phone with Allison over at Key and she kind of explained to me what the model is. It's basically, you know, you 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 put down two point five percent minimum. You can do more if you if you are able to do so. And uh, I, I, as an aside, I would encourage you to do that because it actually lowers your monthly payment. But, uh, you know, you put in that two point five percent down. There's no mortgage. You're putting two point five percent down and then you're making monthly payments and in those monthly payments, you're paying for uh, a rent equivalent. You're paying for, um, you know, a, a portion of of maintenance, property taxes, you know, all the condo things, because these are all condos as of right now. Uh, I know Key wants to expand into like single family homes, townhomes, that whole thing. Uh, but as of right now, it is it is uh, all kind of downtown ish condos in the Toronto area. But I know they have big plans for other things. More on that in the actual conversation with Daniel. But once you do that, you I believe now in their new model, they're they're doing, uh, you know, you go in for for 12 months. And then after that, you have flexibility to kind of leave whenever you want or stay as long as you want to. Uh, and you're going to, you know, kind of continue to pay whatever it is that you're paying. I think it's in like three year cycles or something like that. But 
Anyway, all, all the official details are available on their website, or you can reach out to their team. They're they're very very responsive. They 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 will respond to people. But uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that if if you are coming across this podcast episode or YouTube video, because I plan to have this on both. If you were coming across this episode and you're like, okay, is this thing a scam? Is it worth it? Is it what it appears to be? I can tell you in my experience that it is what it appears to be. Um, The team, although they are brand new, they are trustworthy. Uh, They've been getting a lot of press lately as well. BNN, Bloomberg, City News, CP24, The Globe and Mail, Reuters. And Toronto Star, my story was actually part of their Toronto Star article, so I'll be sure to link that in the description and show notes of this episode. But I can tell you that, yes, it is 100% what it appears to be. I also had a lawyer look over some of their legal documents as well. Um, Yeah, if, if people are interested in a separate... Uh, video where I talk about, you know, in-depth pros and cons. I'm more than happy to do that, but I just wanted to kind of like jump on here and, and explain my experience with them. They, it, they've honestly been great so far. I have nothing but good things to say. And that's essentially how it worked after, after I went through their application process, which was super easy, like ridiculously easy. I think from the time I joined the mailing list to the time I was technically able to make my arrangements to move in, which they also were able to kind of facilitate a connection with a moving company, which I highly recommend doing biggest time saver ever. It was like maybe two to three weeks. That's how long it took from when I first heard about them via Instagram to the time where everything was signed, sealed and delivered. Um, I found out about them on like maybe April 8th or 9th. And then by the time uh, my thing was ready for moving May 1st. And this was me being a co-owner. Right. And, And again, what this is, this this intro seems to be a little bit scattered. But what this is, is you become a co owner where you pick how much of the home you want to buy. So if you can only afford 2.5, because that's the minimum, if you can only afford 2.5, then you only have to buy the 2.5. If you can afford something like 5, 7, 10, 15, however much, I believe you can do up to uh, up to 90%. Although if you can own 90% of a suite's value, because you're paying this in cash, um, if you're able to to buy up to 90%, you could probably do traditional home ownership if that makes sense for you. But if you only have like a few thousand dollars towards a down payment, right, with key, you only need about 15, uh, which is still a fair chunk of change, but it's a lot less than needing like 80, 100, 120,000, right? Um, 15 is a lot more manageable. And then even with that, the amount that you're paying monthly for your monthly residency payment, I believe is the all encompassing term. Um, the amount you're paying for that is, is very equivalent to rent often, uh, less than rent. Um, I know what I'm paying here is probably about like two or $300 or maybe three or $400 less than what people are renting in my particular area. So that's kind of a little bit about key. Now, 
I encourage you to stay tuned because I'm actually going to get into an interview slash conversation with Daniel Dubois, again, the president and co-founder of Key. Uh, A little bit of background on Daniel. He is a serial tech entrepreneur, passionate community builder and expert in the sharing economy. After building and selling his last two venture backed companies, guides.com and share shed daniel joined airbnb full-time where he led and managed growth in their top tier markets which is huge so now we have a top executive from airbnb creating his own company that focuses on a big problem in the real estate market specifically in the Toronto area. Daniel's entrepreneurial talents have been recognized with the Top 30 Under 30 Award, Canada's Top Student Entrepreneur Award, which we actually speak about in our conversation, as well as a Top 3 Student Entrepreneur Globally by Entrepreneurs Organization. He was named a Canadian Delegate and Speaker for the G20 Young Entrepreneurs Alliance Summit and has the unique privilege of being invited, or had the unique privilege, sorry, of being invited for one-on-one meetings with world leaders, including Kofi Annan, Justin Trudeau, and Prince William. He has also directed a film series on the sharing economy, I definitely am going to want to see that, and spoke in front of 20,000 youth at We Day, sharing a stage with the Dalai Lama, Al Gore, and Martin Luther King III. Daniel's passion for leveraging technology and building meaningful communities is central to why he founded Key. This guy is amazing. I'm so privileged and honored to not only know this guy, but also have had the privilege of sitting down and having a conversation with him. Again, I highly encourage you to listen to our conversation if you want to get a little bit of insight on not only the mind behind Key, but also a little bit more in-depth explanation of how the Key model works and why it may very well be the most beneficial thing for you if you are a millennial and or entrepreneur in the Toronto or surrounding areas. So with that being said, check out my conversation with Daniel. Hey, how's it going? My name is Jordan Taylor. Welcome back to another episode of Starta. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest here with me. He goes by the name of Daniel Dubois, because it's French. You say it better than I do. (laughs) And uh, he is the founder of Key. Uh, I'll be sure to probably include a little blurb in the beginning, just so I get the verbiage just, just, just right. Um, But Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for making the time. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to be here. Yeah, you know what? Let's just get right into it. Key has been getting a lot of press, but on the off chance that somebody watching or listening has not seen anything about key has not heard of key uh how would you describe it um in your own words i would say that key is a new model for home ownership allowing people to own a home years sooner without a mortgage ever so right now the two biggest blockers holding people back from being able to own a home one is a large down payment and two is being in a position to qualify for and service a mortgage so with key you can own a home with only 2.5 percent of the value of your suite and without a mortgage ever that's amazing. Now, I full transparency for, for the listeners and the viewers, I have already been engaging with Key um, a little bit, to say the least. Um, but I think the biggest things for people is going to be the 2.5 down, which nobody's heard of before, and no mortgage. So 
if if and it it's one of those things where it could potentially sound too good to be true but uh and i'm sure you've spoken about this dozens of times but um can you give us a little bit of a more detailed breakdown on exactly <laughs> how good. that works yeah for sure well uh 2.5 the reason we can do 2.5 is yeah. because it's a co-ownership model so there is no mortgage it's not like uh, you're qualifying for a mortgage that's you're not 97.5%. Yeah, exactly. You're not borrowing money. So with 2.5%, let's say you have a 600K condo. With 2.5%, that would be 15000 You'd put $15,000 down. There would be leverage applied to that. So you'd have some financing where now you own 5% because your your position is matched with uh, with debt. And then you would own essentially nine. Uh, you'd own uh, 5% of the condo that's valued at 600K. So uh, $30,000 worth and the other 95% is owned by the original asset owner. So that could be gotcha. an individual. It could be a family that owns a portfolio of condos. It could be a developer who maybe sells 80% of their uh, building traditionally. And then they carve out 20% to sell gradually to someone who's an aspiring homeowner. That's pretty amazing. Um, so, and again, for anybody who wants to learn more about that, well, we're going to get more into like some more intricate things here. But um, so if anybody wants to learn more, uh, where's the best place for them to go? Lifeatkey.com. And uh, and I know we're just at the beginning of our podcast, but I'm first name at lifeatkey.com like everyone else on our team. So Daniel at lifeatkey and always happy to connect with anyone who's a fan of Jordan's podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much. And now get, getting more into the intricate side of things here. So. Um, tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you got from, you know, wherever you were, say like high school time, end of high school. Cause I feel like that's when people think of like, oh, that's when I become an adult, um, to where we are now with key officially being launched. Cool. I'll, I'll try to keep it pretty high level and we can go as deep as you'd like on sure. it. So, um, I'm from Vancouver, lifelong entrepreneur. I feel like it's just in my DNA. I was always as a kid doing something to make money or build something. If it wasn't entrepreneurship, I'd be, I don't know, building houses or just, you know, trying to create. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I was in elementary school, I started a clothing line, uh, in grade six. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah. I was messing around on Microsoft paint and I designed my initials. Oh, I remember Microsoft paint. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. We're the same age. So we just, you know, we're yeah. just old enough to, to, <laughs> to remember, remember those it, days. Right? Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, designed my initials on Microsoft paint, uh, brought it into a clothing, a wholesaling sort of, uh, it was called Justin stitches. They do embroidery. Okay. And at the time, I don't know, I was in grade six. I thought it'd be cool if I had my initials custom embroidered into my clothing. Yeah. And, Cause who had that in grade six? Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. Right. And, uh, they laughed at me. They thought it was cute. You know, this like grade six kid. And they said that they don't do individual embroidery, but they do wholesale. And if I wanted to, I could buy clothing and start a clothing line. And they were sort of joking around. I took it seriously, yeah. took all my Kool-Aid money that I'd spend the entire summer selling Kool-Aid on the Vancouver seawall and ended up starting my first clothing line uh, when I got into high school. So I'd go door to door and actually sell t-shirts, hats, jackets, have a pop-up shop on the Vancouver seawall. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good. You know, when you go into high school, there's the pressure of, of high school and you feel like, um, you know, you don't, you don't know how you're going to fit in. I didn't want to have my initials custom embroidered into my clothing. Right. 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 Um, so, uh, but once you're bit with the entrepreneurial bug, when it's in your DNA, it's really hard to hold back. So in, uh, in high school, I started my second clothing line, which is a sort of a street lifestyle brand. It was a lot of fun. I learned about sales and community building. We had different sales reps in all the different schools and that was a lot of fun. Uh, it was my first 
taste of actually creating something bigger than myself and, uh, and forever grateful for the people who were just so supportive of this, of this brand where I feel like the success of that clothing line was due to the early adopters, right? The people right. who came in and believed in it and like, you know, helped shape it, which was a ton of fun. Um, when I was 18, I started a Laneway housing company. So it was my first sort of, uh, you know, my first intro to real estate, if you will. Yeah. Um, so I, I've always been passionate about reducing waste mm -hmm. and, I love zero to one. I love creating something new. So when I was 18, I found it crazy how alleyways were like kind of sketchy, ugly part of the city. Yep. Yet we can convert people's garages to tiny homes and completely convert an alleyway into a, a sort of a hub of community. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so we built a couple of homes, my cousin and I, uh, which was, which was awesome. Um, it completely transformed these, these alleyways. It became a really popular, trend. Um, this is back in 2009. And, uh, then I got into college, um, started going really deep into, into tech. Um, just saw the, the power of being able to grow something exponentially and have far bigger impact than maybe just swinging a hammer and building one house at a time. Right. Yeah. Um, I was inspired by an idea. My first company was called ShareShed. It was a backpack. I love the alliteration there. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah. such a huge fan of when things yeah. just flow like that. So <laughs> nice. that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a good thing. I don't have too much of a lisp or else it'd be, a bit <laughs> <laughs> that would be hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, when I, when I graduated uh, high school, I backpacked Australia for six months, absolute trip of a lifetime backpacked wow. with, uh, my best friend who's a brother to me. And we just spent the first week in a hostel. And for the rest of our trip, we couch surfed with Australians who were just so great just so open to, to hosting and allowing us to stay at their place and go on bike trips with their, with their friends and surf trips with our neighbors. It was amazing. We had access to anything we could ever want, even though we're on the other side of the world and, and, uh, you know, didn't know anyone going there, which was just, it was just a life changing experience. I recommend anyone graduating college, take a gap year before they go or graduating high school, take a gap year before going to college. And uh, came home and, and watched a TED talk called The Rise of Collaborative Consumption by Rachel Botsman. Okay. So it was before there was even the term, the sharing economy. Right. And it right. was about how in the world, uh, in the future, you're going to be able to have access to a home without actually owning it or, you know, a ride hailing. You're going to have your own private driver without actually owning a car and having to hire a private driver. Right. 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 And, uh, and it made me think about backpacking Australia and wanting to create this not only for other backpackers, but here at home in our own backyard. So that's the inspiration by ShareShed. We were essentially Airbnb for outdoor adventure gear, kayaks, canoes, stand up paddle boards. And then that evolved into launching a company called guides.com that was for wow. experiences. So we did sunset yoga on top of a mountain or, you know, uh, sunrise, just a bunch of paddle boarding. <laughs> it's very, All the epic activities. very, yeah. very Canadian, you know? So anyways, um, not to spend too much time on that, but, uh, but I raised around a financing, had some incredible early investors that came in and just helped me through my entire journey. As much as entrepreneurship was in my DNA, I didn't know how to build a technology company and it's very different. So I was introduced to books like the lean startup and, mm -hmm. you know, instead mm -hmm. of me, I wrote like a 40 page business plan on, uh, on how to start share shed. Cause that's what I learned in business school. Right. And then I was introduced to other tech founders, uh, Ryan Holmes, who's the founder of Hootsuite, who was an early investor in key and started a program that I was part oh, of at 23. And he's like, he really gave me my start amongst a number of other incredible people, Meredith Powell, who started the next big thing with, uh, with Ryan and, 
Mm-hmm. Um, Entrepreneurs Organization has a program called the Global Student Entrepreneurship Awards, and I won $100,000 worth of in-kind support at, at 23. That really helped wow. me land my first angel investors. And it was so cool to go from just pure hustle, but not knowing the right direction to go to build a company. I was cold calling. I, I Googled web development Vancouver and I just called like every agency Everybody. to be like, I don't have money, but I want to build this. <laughs> I'm passionate and you know, happy, happy to like give back in another way and just got rejected many, many times over. And then all of a sudden I was part of, uh, I was part of the, the first sort of, um, network that I had of people who were building technology companies and, uh, learned a ton through that entire experience and ended up selling it a number of years back after uh, building a really strong community around it and scaling it up and building a strong team. And then I moved from Vancouver to Toronto to join Airbnb full time. And this is what that's, really that's major that, that this is what planted the seed for key. Um, in my mind, I felt like I was important in my life. I was 25 years old. Had a had a little exit. Um, was excited to uh, start this new chapter with Airbnb and to move to Toronto. I feel like Vancouver will always be home. Toronto felt temporary, but I still mm-hmm. wanted to get into the into the housing market. I grew up my entire life uh, renting. I grew up in a in a co op in um, in False Creek, uh, an area of Vancouver. And you know, my entire life, I've I've been around the kitchen table with a narrative like, oh, imagine if we got in, but like, how crazy is real estate now? But imagine if we were able to yeah. buy a place, right? So, yeah. I've seen uh, I've seen generational wealth happen through um, through you know, the the families of people I went to school with, and um, felt like if I was in a position to to own a home, that it would probably be the right move for me to to do that. And uh, I hired a realtor uh, to help me find a place to buy, and then. I had someone at Airbnb that I actually just had lunch with, and he, he doesn't know what an impact he had on my life because oh, he's wow. part of the founding story without even knowing it. But he without was like, knowing. he was like, dude, what are you doing buying a house? You're you're 25 years old. Uh, you your family and friends are in Vancouver. You think Toronto is temporary, and your team's in San Francisco. If you're to buy a place and sell it a year later, you're not getting any further ahead. Plus, there's all these time costs and hassles traditional with traditional home ownership, right? Yeah, like mortgage, break fees, and you know, six to eight percent buy sell costs. So, anyways, long story short, we can dive as deep as you'd like to go. But from a high <laughs> level, I ended up um, I ended up renting a place um, in a building that was built by Plaza Corp. Uh, from yeah. that moment on, just felt like real estate's so binary. You're rather an owner, you're a renter. Yeah. If you're, if you're renting, you're on the proverbial rental treadmill where your income's not going up at the same rates as housing prices. And if you are lucky enough to own, usually that comes from the support of the bank mom and dad. If you're in a position to actually get access to, to capital, which very v- many people aren't. Um, and even if you are, then you have to maintain a certain lifestyle to service your debt. Right. And then right. all of a sudden you're house poor. And yeah. for, for me at Airbnb, having been a lifelong entrepreneur and then now being at a big tech company, I still, I knew that I wanted to start something again. I knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur and I didn't necessarily want to have a big mortgage where all of a sudden I was forced to maintain a certain salary to be able to pay my mortgage and not be able to take big bets. So long story short, when I was at Airbnb, um, I just, uh, I just, this idea kept kept haunting me just knowing that there needs to be a better way. And I ended up pitching key to a top uh, investor here in, in, uh, in Canada, Plaza Ventures, Rob Richards started it. Yep. And uh, Rob told me he's been thinking about this for over five years and wow. um, has access to a bunch of real estate. And he even hired an engineer just to help him flush out the idea a bit more. And we just felt like from the moment that we met one plus one equals 
not just three, but you know, a thousand. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. I left Airbnb, Rob, uh, retired from Plaza ventures and we started to build out key. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So it's, it's safe to say that you have a little bit of that, uh, that, uh, serial entrepreneurial bug. Yeah. You know? I, I lo- just like, I love to build, you know, I just yeah. love to create. So, and, and it, well, I mean, I can speak to this firsthand too, just cause of my experience with key. Um, it makes sense that you come from such a entrepreneurial, like upbringing, if you will, right. That key I find is like a perfect opportunity for entrepreneurs too, because, you know, like you said, like some people who don't have access to, you know, that capital in the beginning to be able to even get into a position to try to buy anything. Right. Especially with, you know, what the prices are in Toronto, at least right now, um, you know, to have, to be able to come in at a much smaller, like point, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and all the other benefits that key has, it's what was, was entrepreneurs, um, the intended target audience or did it just happen to work out that way that it, it fits from, well, from my vantage point, it fits so well. So was it, was that done by design or was it just a happy coincidence? I think the reason why it fits so well for entrepreneurs is a couple of reasons. One, if you, if you're an entrepreneur and you try to qualify for a mortgage, oh, it's, like, it's good luck. You can yeah. have a really strong down payment. You can have the 20%, 30%. Uh, but ultimately if you don't have two years of employment history, then, right. um, self-employment is valued at nothing. Right. Yeah. So it's really, really difficult to even qualify for a mortgage. And then of course, what we talked about once you do qualify for a mortgage, is that something that you really want? Right. Yeah. In many ways, it's a great way to build wealth. So, uh, you know, I don't think the conventional mortgage is a bad thing, you know, or traditional home ownership, I think is great in many ways. I also think that we've maybe overly, uh, celebrated traditional home ownership in a way mm-hmm. that it's not like not everyone needs to own a home and it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, like a rite of passage into adulthood. Yeah. <laughs> like home like ownership, you know? even, uh, uh, I'm gonna forget whose name, uh, I think it's Dave Ramsey who, um, he's like, you know, just an incredibly accomplished individual. And he's, you know, this guy's like ridiculously rich and he doesn't own uh, like he doesn't live in a house that he owns. He, yep. he, he rents and this guy makes millions of dollars a year. It's also with renting, you have freedom, right? And that's, yeah. uh, so, Come and so go as you please. Exactly. And, Short notice and go 60 days notice. You're off to your next place. You can move more likely to move to New York or Berlin or somewhere else in the world to maybe pursue a new job opportunity or because you want to take advantage of, you know, the ski season in New Zealand. Right. Right. So, so going back to the entrepreneur question, it wasn't necessarily designed for entrepreneurs, but it was designed for people who want to have most of the benefits of home ownership with the freedoms of renting. And it was designed around consuming real estate incrementally. So if you look at Rob's background, Rob is a pioneer in internet. He was one of the first founders uh, and entrepreneurs that built software as a service. He took the one of yep. ca- one of North America's first SaaS-based companies public on the NASDAQ in 98. So it was before the term wow. SaaS even existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back then, just like, you know, maybe Microsoft Paint was, was yeah. free, but Word you had to pay for, right? And every year yeah. you'd have to actually uh, buy an upgrade to be able to continue to use Word. And you couldn't consume 
uh, web hosting incrementally, right? If you wanted to start a company, you'd actually have to go out, buy servers, host those servers yourself, which is going to cost hundreds of thousands, if not, you know, over a million dollars just to get the opportunity to start to build something where now you just sign up to AWS or Google cloud. Yep. And for, you know, $10 a month, you can have a website up yeah. so you can consume web hosting incrementally. You can now, uh, you know, Gmail or whatever, there's everything. You can just add another person in G suite for $5 a month. Yeah. Right. So you look at all software has shifted towards as a service and now, uh, real estate hasn't gone through that evolution. It's still all or nothing. It's, are you an owner or you're a renter? Right. And, and the way that most of the world views home ownership is all or nothing, but it doesn't have to be that way. It's just the way that it's been designed. Right. So if we reimagine the way that real estate can be consumed and we take the capital intensity off the shoulders of the consumer and we commoditize it through investors, there's are, there's plenty of investors in real estate, but right now the incentives aren't necessarily aligned, right? You have right. a lot of rent eviction. You have people being evicted with 60 day notice because their you know, son or daughter is going to U of T and you have to, you have to move out. And you have a lot of absentee landlords uh, where you don't even know who your landlord really is, right? right. Yeah, that's an um, thing. So we've seen the the shift in the last decade from building real estate for people who actually live in that real estate to now building real estate for investors in a way that can really displace our our people, right? Mm -hmm. Displace people from being able to live in in the city in which they grew up or that they just moved to. And you hear realtor realtors say drive till you qualify. So yeah. now with uh, with key, it's really if you look at if you strip back, peel back the onion to the very core of what we built, it's a new model that completely aligns the interests between the owner resident and the asset owner in a way that's completely fair and on the same terms as how leverage is applied and uh and how people can consume real estate yeah it's 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 definitely turned things on its head and i think even you know we were talking a little bit before we started recording today that uh it's it's almost like the the opposite of what there's a lot of press about right now, which is, you know, the Toronto housing mm -hmm. crisis and everything. Right. And this is like, it's such a, um, like an opposing thing. Like it's, it's such a solution, but buried in all this other stuff that um, people are almost like, but how can it be just this thing? Right. You, you know? And the reason why it can is because there's no mortgage. That, and right. that's the big thing that even when I tell people about it, right, because I have friends that I've told about the opportunity of, of key and everything. And that's the one point that they keep forgetting. They're like, oh, well, how am I going to? Oh, I'm like, there is no mortgage. Believe me, you're not is. borrowing any money to do it, which yeah. is amazing. The, the thing is, just on this point, um, yeah. it's really interesting because every time someone hears about key, they're like, oh, is it a co-op? Oh, is it like right. a REIT or is it a rent to own or is it a lease to own? And they, mm -hmm. everyone tries to f fit us into a bucket in the way the world currently works. And really, this right. is just an entirely new model. And some right. people go, oh, two and a half percent down. But why not just scrape together five percent and then be able to buy a home traditionally with like little do they know that that's an that's like comparing apples to oranges. Right. You're now with five percent down. You have to pay for insurance and, you know, you're, you're over levered and all the challenges that comes with with not only a conventional mortgage, but on top of it, the insurance and somewhat punitive 
uh, products that can be applied to uh, to just being able to buy a home with five percent down, right? So yeah, we had a we had a top tier VC who was trying to explain our model, and he was getting frustrated by how much people were always and it's a natural thing to do. I don't blame people for it, yeah, but he was you, like, "You're not going to get it unless you just forget everything you know, everything else you know. <laughs> yeah, like come in with blank slate." Because that's like, that's what this is. It's a new model Mm -hmm. that no one else is doing. Yeah. Right. Um, The other thing uh, that you touched on briefly and I wanted to kind of expand on is the investor or landlord side, right? Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people want to, you know, maybe you're in a position where you can invest in real estate, right? But you don't want to be a landlord. Exactly. So so this is the story that we, the narrative that we say to, to real estate owners where, yeah. And I think we should even we'll we'll go back and we'll we'll compare traditional home ownership to renting and key just to as we uh, think about how people yeah how people think about the world that currently is I think that will give a really nice way that people can understand if and when key might be a fit and when traditional home ownership might be better for them or just pure renting might be better right yeah Uh, so so let's think about that same lens when it comes to the asset owner so. it's not for an asset owner that wants to buy real estate and hold that real estate forever because now that asset owner is actually allowing someone else to become a co-owner and then giving that person the option to buy hundred percent of it in the future. Yeah. That's so another bit. for, for some, for some asset managers, it's not a fit because of that for other asset managers, they want liquidity. They don't want to just buy and hold real estate forever. They actually want to be able to cash out and sell it to then be able to go and invest money elsewhere or whatever strategy they want to pursue. So um, let's take a developer as an example. So a developer will actually spend upwards to 15% of non-marginal costs on sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. So they raise they raise capital, which they have to pay money, usually a commission. So they're, they hire a group that makes 2,000 phone calls to high net worth individuals, doctors, lawyers, accountants, mm-hmm. to then raise enough equity to then launch a pre-sales program, which then they're paying realtors and but you know sales marketing efforts. Oh, they're opening up a sales office, right? Uh, and then they take that package and they bring it to the bank, and then they unlock mm-hmm. bank financing, um, and then they build a building, unlock their pre-sales, return it to their investors, move on, right? Right. So there's a lot of costs that are associated with the, with uh, sales and marketing and referrals and commission and all of that. With key, uh, and then if they have, we're talking to a group right now, 480 units. If they flood the market with 480 units at once, it's really hard to to have that be absorbed, right? right. Compared to with key, what they could do is they could sell out 80% of the a building the way that they traditionally work work right now, and then the other 20% they could attach to our platform, and where there's no commission on the capital that's coming in. So as an owner resident puts down two and a half percent, we're not taking we take one percent of invested equity. So if you buy two and a half percent of a 600k condo, key charges one hundred and fifty dollars, right? Yeah. So it's nothing. Um, and then uh, and then we're sourcing the resident, we're vetting the resident, and we're collecting and remitting payments. So it's a plug and play solution. And then the owner resident is buying in at fair market value. So on a monthly basis, as the owner resident buys more and more of their home, they're actually buying at whatever the value of that home is. So it's not like someone's putting down 15 grand and then they have an option to purchase indefinitely, regardless if the market you know, goes up doubles in five years. As someone buys more of their home, they're buying in at fair market value, which is a really nice value proposition to the owner resident where it's not super scary of going, I'm locking in at this value today 
even though I'm only receiving $15,000. Right. So if you believe that markets like Toronto are an up market, which mo most people <laughs> believe in, and we've seen over the last decade, you know, 10% annual growth. Yeah. So, um, now, now they have a plug and play solution where they can sell gradually on the way up instead of selling a hundred percent of the building at today's price, you know, over three years, they can sell as the market continues to appreciate while making a really big impact in people's lives. And that's something we're seeing more and more of. There's a lot of investors who actually care about what's called ESG in the investment world, environmental, social, and G is government. So there's a okay. really strong S in, uh, in key, which is the social impact of helping someone own a home year sooner without a mortgage and lift and using real estate investing to lift people up instead of displacing them out of their homes, which we see quite a bit right now. Yeah, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode so far and are finding it valuable. If you're curious on how to create content like this or any kind of video content, either for yourself or as a service to others, I want to give you access to my video editing course, Editing Enhanced. This course is designed to help you get better at editing video content and to take your video editing skills to the next level. Whether you're a complete beginner and just need to understand the basics, or you're pretty confident with editing and want to take things up a notch, this course will have lots for you to take advantage of. Now, there may or may not be a discount code in the description and show notes for this episode, so be sure to have a look out for that and head on over to starta.ca slash editing enhanced to get access to the course. Now, let's get back to the rest of this episode. Yeah, so it sounds like this this kind of there's benefits on both the owner resident side and then as well on the investor side as well in that it's in both uh, scenarios, it is something unique and something different. Right. Um, now I know you mentioned this before. So the, um, if, if there's more to expand on with regarding like comparing as a, as the consumer, as the, as the owner resident, the difference between traditional home ownership mm -hmm. renting and then key. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's look at traditional home ownership to begin with. Right. Yeah. So if you have enough for a down payment, let's say the 20% down payment, yeah. so you can always explore the 5% down payment, but the people that we we did extensive research on the people who are looking at the 5% that had the 5% down and the ones that were looking into it, um, that are now owner residents in our model mentioned that key doesn't involve forfeiting their freedom. It doesn't involve uh, insurance and other products to be able to qualify for the 5% down. Yeah. And in our research, we had one owner resident who, who, uh, you know, described the 5% down as, as quite punitive. Um, so, uh, so not saying that that's a bad option. It's just something to go in eyes wide open to see if it's, it's a fit based on where you're at in your life. But let's say you have 20% down. Let's say you have a steady job and you're not looking to make any changes yeah. or, you know, you're really confident in your career and ultimately you don't mind the, uh, being in debt as, as it's going to require you to be with a conventional mortgage. And also very important is, um, you're very confident in holding that real estate for a relatively significant period of time, at least three years, maybe say three to five years. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, so, you know, you're not worried about buying a place and then like what I would have to do, buy it and sell it and move to San Francisco. Um, then, uh, then traditional home ownership, if you have the down payment can service your mortgage and you know, you're going to live there for a long period of time, then absolutely makes a ton of sense. And from a return perspective, if it is an up market and you're buying and holding for over three years, yeah. your returns are probably going to be better because you actually have a maximum leverage, right? Right. Especially exactly. in a low cost debt environment too. So keeping in mind that debt 
is um, the cost of capital is so low right now, then uh, and if it continues to be low and you're not worried about interest rates rising, then then, uh, you know, there's been many, many generations that have uh, built wealth through traditional home ownership and it can be great. So um, so yeah. we always as we talk to people, we're always fully transparent uh, and and ask questions to see where they're at in their life. To um, And we we do tell some people based on where you're at and your income and your, your money that you have and stability in your life, um, then traditional home ownership might be right for them. When you look at renting, so the way that key works is you're getting a discount to market rent that is and true. you have the freedoms of renting. So yeah. it doesn't usually make uh, sense to rent instead of key, but there is an, uh, there is an exception. So um, the, the one exception that I think of is um, if you are locked in with rent control at a very low cost rate. Right. So I look at, you know, the co-op that I grew up in, the, the, the cost of rent having lived there for so long with rent control is, is like an incredible deal. Right. So, yeah, um, it'd be that really hard sense. for my family to give that up, to buy a place when they look at how, how, um, you know, what a strong deal they have right now, or, uh, or maybe some people that were, um, you know, living in a place for a long period of time. And if they were to move now, they're paying a, an updated market rent. But right. for the most part, like if someone's moving to Toronto and they're comparing two different condos and one's a rental and one's yeah. key, uh, it's, it's pretty hard to find the argument on why you would rent when you're receiving a discount to market rent, depending on how much you own. And then you're also have an equity position that can grow in value over time. So, um, so yeah, that's it from a high level. I, I, if, you know, if we, we always talk people through their own financial situation and sort of help them understand, uh, what makes most sense for where they're at. It's also renting makes sense. If you're an exchange student and you're coming here for four months, we try to keep away from those from just like the hassles evolved with, with moving right. and everything. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause it can be, yeah. it, that could be a lot of moving parts for a short yeah. amount of time. We always say key key is best if you're, you know, planning to be somewhere for a year. A year plus. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and after, uh, after a few years with key, you can actually choose to purchase hundred percent of it. Right. So now yeah. you have the option to purchase and unlike rent to own, you're not in a position where you have to decide, do you want to continue to rent or do you want to become an owner with key? It's not all or nothing. You're actually an owner from day one. You have an equity position that's growing in value. Yeah. And after three years, you have the option to purchase hundred percent, but you're not forced to, to, uh, to make that decision. Uh, with traditional rent to own, usually you have a trigger event that takes place two or three years in and you have to decide, do you want to continue to rent? And if you do that, then you usually forfeit a big part of your deposits. Uh, and, or if you want to purchase it, you have to qualify for a conventional mortgage. So with key, if you eventually want to qualify for a mortgage and own hundred percent outright, that's great. We support you get there to get there faster. Uh, but you never are in a position where you have to make a decision to own or just stay within our model. Yeah. And you, and like you said, you get the benefits of, of being a co-owner from like day one, day one. Yeah. Right. And like, um, without getting into two specifics, I've already like, I've already seen the benefits of yeah. what that looks like. Yeah. And, and I think I've been in my place for six months now. Yeah, no, it's right? like, it's pretty cool. Everyone that's in key, uh, that was a lot of fun, um, for the, the listeners benefit. It was a lot of fun having been in a position to go to every single one of our owner residents and walk them through, this is the value of your home. This is how it's appreciated. This is your equity position. This is how much it's grown. And, and we have some amazing stories of people who have been in our model for four months and everyone's made thousands of dollars, you yeah. know, and, yeah. and, uh, and then everyone's receiving a discount to market rent. So, um, so I think, uh, going back to, to, you know, explaining key, 
when you look at traditional home ownership, if people, if everyone was an owner traditionally and they were able to hold it for long enough to recoup the buy sell costs, you know, three plus five plus years, then the equity, the growth in their equity position would be more, of course, right? That's it's great if uh, if people are in a position to do that in a stage of their life that they can qualify for a mortgage and everything else. But compared to renting, you look, we have people that are saving, you know, not not a trivial amount of capital on rent over the next yeah. few years of like you know fifteen thousand dollars in just rent savings. Right? Yeah, which is which is huge. Yep. Um, so now. There's been a lot of, and, and again, we were talking about this before we started. Uh, there's been a lot of coverage mm-hmm. uh, for Key because it is so unique. It's so, you know, unprecedented, if you will, um, at, at least here in Canada, anyhow. Um, so what has that been like for you as, as the founder of the company and being on, you know, whether it's a podcast, whether it's, you know, um, you're on CP24 uh, in the newspaper, like what has that experience been like? It's been it's been an incredible experience and super grateful for just how positive it's all been. Um, I think there's around 200 publications now that have covered our story. That's amazing. Uh, haven't seen the latest numbers, but I'm pretty sure there's been more people who've clicked on an article on Key in the last two weeks than the population of Canada. So, <laughs> wow, yeah. that's amazing. Including your article that's gone absolutely viral. Yeah, I, I for for those <laughs> who are listening or watching, I was fortunate enough to be involved in one of the articles for key in the Toronto star. And I just kept getting sent, uh, that by like all of my friends and family, uh, I you earlier, my grandparents, they got me a physical copy of the, of the article. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's just been everywhere. Mm-hmm. I know that, that the interview that you did, um, just landed really well and it's an incredible story, right? And you had some really strong quotes that were in there. And I think, uh, yeah. the media just resonated with that, which is always nice to have, uh, a positive angle to the housing affordability crisis, right? Because so much of the news skews a little bit more negative, and I understand why, right? It's like part of it is because the the market is crazy here, like it is in many yeah. markets. But um, and then also we're more likely to remember negative news, right? right <laughs> we're yeah. hardwired for that. It right? just kind of sticks in our heads a yeah. little bit more. But it's nice to have a feel good, positive story. And um, yeah, that. So the the article that you're in front page of Toronto Star Business, um, number one on Apple News. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. That was so, so cool. Yeah. So it's a yeah, it's a it's a great story, and you'll have to add it to the show notes for for people to see. Yeah, it. absolutely. I'll definitely yeah. add that in there too. And. Um, it's, it's, it's been so, um, awesome just to be involved, um, in, I guess a little bit of the behind the scenes, like just in the sense that like, um, I was fortunate enough to, to join the beta program Mm -hmm. of key, which was super cool. Um, and I feel like personally, I feel like it's gotten better, you know, (laughs) like even from what the original conditions were in, in my personal opinion. Um, and yeah, one of the, the, the big things, you know, with the option to buy at the end mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so it's, it's been, it's been really cool to see key get some recognition and I, I, I can easily see key being like, uh, you know, it's funny you were at Airbnb being like the next Airbnb in terms of like the, like how household name it'll be. You know, that that's my prediction that I think you guys are going to just just skyrocket. Um, What would you say would be the next phase 
for Keen. Now, now that you're getting all the publication, mm -hmm. right? Everything is officially launched, right? I know you mentioned there's thousands of people joining or hundreds of th or thousands of people joining the mailing list. <laughs> Soon to be hundreds of thousands. Yeah, sure. yeah. Just, <laughs> just we have over 100 people joining the wait list every day right now that's um, amazing. in Toronto. And it's uh, before it was about 100 a week and it's just continued to pick up. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I really appreciate anyone who is willing to take a leap of, of faith like you did. Um, so when you joined, there was nothing on us online. We had a little yeah, website. That, that was, that was interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in the yeah. best possible way, because, um, it, well, I've, I, in, in the article, I talk about how I found yeah. Keith through, uh, an, a promoted Instagram post yeah. and that was how I found you guys. And I was, my question was like, what is this? I've <laughs> yeah. never heard of something like this. So to, to go from, you know, just, a from what I understand is like a small uh, social media campaign to now, like you said, over 200 publications. Yeah. And, you know? and so part of the reason um, we didn't want to build a business that was overly hyped, right? We wanted to build right. something real. We wanted to build something that's going to make an impact on not just Canadians, but you know, people around the world. This is probably 50 to hundred cities around the world that there's an access and affordability crisis. Right. We have, uh, you know, it's a, there's an impact on the middle class of people who aren't able to to get in. Yeah. You look at the hundreds of billions of dollars over the last decade that have gone. If you look across markets of real estate prices increasing and that's all capital that isn't being distributed to people who are renting. Right. So for us, we're very focused on creating a world where real estate is a source of freedom and prosperity for everyone. We want to create real estate for all and be a part of democratizing access to being able to own. And we didn't want to tell our story too soon before we've actually built something that's real, before right. we had people like you that were living in it for months and experiencing it and being able to speak on your experience. Um, and uh, so so just I've you know being in the, the startup ecosystem immensely over the last decade, I've, yeah. I've seen the businesses that are more hype than substance. And uh, mm -hmm. Rob and myself and, you know, the rest of our team, we just wanted to we just want to put our heads down and create an incredible experience. And there's a lot of noise when you start telling your story in media. There's misinformation that can that can yep. spread. And I think the most important thing is that we just create an army of advocates for the first thousand people that are in our system. And so far, uh, you know, you talk to any of our owner residents, it's unanimous support. Um, yeah. It's like what you said, it just keeps getting better. And. And, uh, and that's what matters, you know, this is just a matter of, uh, of, of focusing on creating a white glove experience and then trying to figure out how to scale it. So as we talk about what's next for, uh, for key. So right now we're laser focused on Toronto, but we're having a number of conversations with other cities. Mm -hmm. Um, it's incredible from the media, just how many people want to bring key to their area. So I've literally had conversations from people from South Africa, wow. to Australia, <laughs> to China, uh, Singapore, uh, Paris, London, Berlin, um, so far, the only market that I feel like I've had a conversation with and I'm like, oh, maybe this isn't necessarily a fit is uh, Switzerland. And that's okay. because rent it's just so expensive there that renting is just the norm. <laughs> and there's not gotcha. like the American dream of home ownership. But you look at markets around the world and uh, and yeah, there's there's truly an access affordability crisis all the way to Mongolia. I had someone in Mongolia who reached out that's Mexico incredible. across South America, the Middle East. Right. Um, you know, if you look at, uh, at the Muslim faith, you can't actually, um, for religious reasons, hold interest. So we've actually had a spiritual advisor to a group okay. who 
reached out and uh, did due diligence on our owner resident agreement and found that actually key is a halal version of home ownership. So wow. there is just like, you know, as you, if you ask that question around, did we build this for entrepreneurs? It's like entrepreneurs is one persona, but so is someone who recently got a divorce and now is looking to move into key. Uh, empty nesters who have so much of their net worth tied up into their home, but they're cash poor. And now they can consume real estate incrementally and actually own a home without, uh, with while getting access to their capital to retire. Uh, we look at, um, you know, new grads that are software engineers. We have architects. We have so we have such a wealth of different backgrounds that really it's just, it's people who want to own a home with the freedoms of renting and they believe in our mission that real estate should be more accessible and, and should actually uh, create a world of not just financial prosperity, but social prosperity and and freedoms to be able to live life on your terms. Right. Yeah. So our next next chapter is very much thinking about how can we uh, how can we scale in Toronto, first and foremost? Yeah. And then how can we bring this around the world? And for me, what really excites me, if I think about my story of moving from Vancouver to Toronto to join Airbnb, but my team being in San Francisco, wanting to own a home, I've been here for four and a half years, I'm still renting, you know, I want to own a home with key. Uh, I want to be able to move from uh, Toronto now to maybe San Francisco or New York or Berlin or Shanghai or back to Vancouver without the buy sell costs. Yeah. So by no means is key a timeshare because it's not like I'm going for two weeks. I actually own it. It will be my principal residence. And uh, and I would be able to, I, you know, as I as my entire last 10 years uh, or last five years since moving to Toronto, I'm constant and being in real estate. I'm constantly looking at the prices of homes and real estate investing and different strategies. And still to this day, I'm not in a position that I would ever want well, I wouldn't say ever, but I'm not in a position today that I, I don't know where home will be in two years, right. you know, three years. I was talking to a friend of mine recently who's done extremely well. Uh, he's been renting because he hasn't he hasn't known how big of a family he's going to start, whatnot. Right. And then he ended up just recently buying a four bedroom house. He just got married, which is, you know, you know how unaffordable that is in Toronto. Yeah. Yet four bedrooms is more than he needs, but he's like, they might start a family. They don't know if they'll have one kid or two. So he bit off so much more than he needs right now. But that's because real, the number of by the cost and hassle associated with traditional home ownership, where with key, he was saying he wished that we existed a little bit sooner for him because then he could just, you know, buy you graduate college, you buy a, a bachelor with key, you move to one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, as you grow a family, then you shrink back down and, age gracefully different parts of the world without having to feel like you're stuck somewhere or house poor. Right. Yeah. So that's the, that, the, the whole, um, nodes around the world with different cities that you can move within the key ecosystem is, is where I want us to go. Yeah. I think, I think that would be really cool specifically, um, as a lot of companies are moving towards the remote work, mm-hmm. right? Model, um, let alone if you're an entrepreneur and you can work from anywhere. But even even if you're not an entrepreneur, right? Now with more people doing, you know, uh, virtual work from home stuff, or people even getting into the gig economy as well too, mm-hmm. right? It, it, I think that's going to be. Uh, a really big opportunity there. And uh, I think it, this is going to do so well in Toronto be- just because of the current, you know, state of everything. Yep. Right. And then uh, like, I know I have friends in, in America, in the States that have been 
asking me, they're like, wait, how does this work? Why don't we have that here? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so it, it'll be really exciting to see you scale, not only within Toronto, but in other, like you said, other different pockets around the world where people would love to live, but you know, the actual like logistics of getting into that can mm -hmm. be a little, you know, intimidating or financially not necessarily feasible. So it sounds like mm -hmm. keys really trying to become that that solution you know yeah i, I see uh, i see key evolving into a marketplace just like airbnb where yeah we don't actually own real estate that's i think a misconception of a bit of the media that came out is we don't uh we don't own any real estate we partner with people who own real estate and we partner with people who want to own and we just are the transaction layer the the technology that allows that to happen um in the future, I see us scaling, right now we're just Toronto condo, I see us scaling to different types of real estate. Yeah. So um, I could see a world where you have a, you know, a four bedroom house with key um, and in different markets. And um, I can see a world where with key, because we're a marketplace, uh, we can, just like Airbnb, there's flexible, strict and moderate cancellation policies that the house set. I could see where the asset owner is setting maybe Instead of just 2.5% down, maybe we can go 1% down. Or maybe do we do 5% as a minimum in certain areas, depending on the market dynamics and the needs of the asset owner. So I mm -hmm. um, think that's it. That's exciting. I would love to be able to bring key to, to more Canadians, to more people globally. 2.5% is still pretty inaccessible for a lot of people being, uh, you know, it's not, it's uh, from an income perspective, it's very much like, people who are doing all right with their career and there's people there's we have multiple people making six figures uh software engineers and and you know a, a number of different uh backgrounds entrepreneurs right architects um i would like to be able to provide home ownership we've, we've talked about creating a world where real estate is a source of freedom and prosperity for everyone mm -hmm. <laughs> and how do we provide real estate for all uh when uh, there's a lot of people who um who just don't have the fifteen thousand dollars to begin with to, to get in right yeah so um so there's a number of creative ways that we can um we can think about we we say we're not affordable housing we're accessible home ownership right right what's interesting about key is the more you own the less rent you pay yeah. so one of the things that we've been uh we've been working on quite a bit is a key affordability impact fund so okay. imagine if um seeing how the more you own the less rent you pay imagine if there is an impact investor that would invest alongside you to allow you to own more which immediately reduces your monthly payment so, uh, to, so the more that that impact fund invests, the more they can actually create systemic affordable housing. So it's not just like affordable housing where it's government subsidized. Now you have a group that's getting exposure to real estate. So it's a sustainable investment from their perspective. They're not buying a bunch of real estate and subleasing it and impacting the prices of housing because of, um, of you know, just buying up a ton of homes or actually investing alongside owner residents that are living there. With Key, you can't buy five units and sublease them. You actually have to be an owner resident living in that condo, right? Yeah. So, so the affordability impact fund, I think is super, super interesting. And there's a lot of impact investors that we've talked to that, um, that do really care about helping lift our society up. And, um, and that would be, uh, that would be pretty exciting just to have that much greater of an impact. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So, just just to kind of like wrap everything up here. So whether someone is looking to become an owner resident or they're looking to kind of um, help invest in 
Key's vision. It sounds like there now is the time to, you know, be looking at Key. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know. Obviously, you know your your uh, your your mailing list is growing yep. hundreds of people a day. Um, is what would be the like like the the one or the few things that you would want to say to those people who are looking at key right now they've seen the articles yep. right maybe they're hearing about it for the first time on this podcast and they're like okay i want to get involved what am i doing what do yeah. i do <laughs> yeah, so when you got involved it was it was great cuz you saw you know an instagram ad and there was nothing on us online. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you had to, you were like, I believe in this. It sounds awesome. And then you'd probably go to your friends and family and they'd say, sounds too good to be true. It's, yeah, if it does sound I, too I, good I, to be true, it's probably sketchy. Don't yeah, believe it. it's got to be a scam. Explaining it to my parents was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was an interesting conversation. But. So that's the experience that we had a lot is people would have a call with us and they'd say, this is amazing. I don't need a, I don't need to qualify for a mortgage. I can yeah. own a home with, you know, $10,000, $15,000. Um, I get to, to build equity on my own. I get to buy more on a monthly basis on my own terms. And I'm not forced on any type of like how much it were. Mortgages can be great in some ways in the sense that you actually have a forced savings plan because you have to pay your mortgage every month. Right. With Key, you could put $100 um, into buying more of your home one month and $1,000 the next, right? There's no, there's no sort of like a fixed schedule. Yeah. Unless you choose that fixed schedule. So anyways, uh, now that we have media, um, it, I think it makes it a lot easier for people to get behind key because not only do they come to our website, they take a call with us, they get excited about it. Then they talk to their friends and family and then they can Google uh, what key is all about. And then they can come across now hundreds of articles and, yeah. um, you know, multiple top publishers that are writing about it. So, um, yeah, if you're if you're a, a aspiring homeowner that wants to own a home and have the most of the benefits of owning real estate with the freedoms of renting, then you can join on our, our wait list and, um, and you'll see the type of inventory that we have and, uh, the type of inventory that we have coming as well. And then if you're an asset owner and you want to be able to have a plug and play solution that moves society forward and we say a higher quality resident because that person's putting in two and a half percent. So they have a vested interest in actually taking care of the home. Yeah. Uh, the owner resident pays a proportionate amount of repair and maintenance costs. Yeah. So, you know, it's a relatively small amount, but at least you're incentivizing that behavior. And then from an asset owner perspective, you're also getting lower turnover costs where right now the industry upon turnover, it can be much higher than I could ever imagine of people that just aren't treating um, their home like homeowners, right? right. So it's like there's old saying of you never rent a you never wash or rent a car, right? Because right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but now if you like if you own some of that, then you you probably would, right? Or you take better care at the very least. So yeah, exactly. Um, and then there's uh, there's not the same risk of uh, as someone being delinquent, destructive, not paying rent because they actually, you know, you've you've uh, you've given some of the capital to purchase some of the home. So all that to say, if you're an owner resident, lifeatkey.com. If you're an asset owner, same same website, uh, my, you know, Daniel at lifeatkey.com. Always happy to connect personally and uh, be able to connect the right people from our side to to have a conversation and see if uh, see if there's anything that we can do to support people in their journey. Awesome. And if, if anybody who's watching has joined, uh, the, the waiting list, mm -hmm. um, 
and I don't know if you have this information off the top of your head or not, but when can people who are on the waiting list or someone who joins the waiting list today after watching or listening, um, do you know when the next round of properties can be expected? We just got some. Um, so right now, if you're joining a wait list today, you would still get the option uh, to be able to tour some suites. It's yeah, always it's there. tough because we have so much demand, uh, but at the same time, uh, having grown two-sided marketplaces for for a while now i think you always want a little bit more demand than you have supply so that yeah, supply sure. supply is constantly growing to keep up with demand and and uh and right now we have uh, we have supply it's not that we don't it's it's uh we have a lot of demand but we do have uh some supply so uh, if someone was listening to this and hopefully we still have supply and hopefully we always have supply, it's just, uh, it's, it'll, it will continue to compound and, and grow. And, um, so we had someone just, just, uh, to address your question over like how long, if someone joins our wait list, just like you, we had someone who, uh, it might have been you actually. Was it 23 days from a uh, Instagram ad to I think it was something yeah, yeah, that some. that very easily could have been me. It was yeah. like I think I had found you. It was yeah, yeah. like things were signed yeah. inside of like yeah, it was like, like three two weeks. weeks, two weeks. Yeah, it was two three <laughs> so, weeks. Something very very, very fast yeah. for sure. So that's like someone could go from you know listening to this podcast to actually living in the home that they co-own in a matter of weeks. You know, which without, is, with like $150 worth of transaction fees. Yeah, <laughs> which is super exciting, yeah. especially people who like they need to, you know, make a quick move. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but this was awesome. Really appreciate the chat. Yeah, and we'll hopefully have sure. some follow up co uh, conversations and um, give your listeners a, uh, an update of sort of where, where we're at. This is a good moment in time to have this conversation. Yeah. And the last two weeks only have just gone live with media and have all this energy around our company right now. And I, uh, I very much feel like it's just chapter one and it's just a, the start of a great adventure and super appreciate the fact that you were so quick to jump on key when we were, you know, nothing but a, but a small website and an idea and, yeah. um, yeah, excited, uh, excited for a big year ahead. So. Yeah, no, th and thank you so much again for for taking the time. I know you're a very very busy guy. You got a lot of press going on clearly, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it would be super cool to like you know six months a year, or yeah. two years from now to see kind of where things are at. We can check in again, and uh, yeah, thanks again for for taking the time. My pleasure. All right, thanks. So there you go. There you have it. There is my conversation with Daniel. A lot of really cool entrepreneurial little gems in there, as well as just a little bit more information on key and where it does make sense, where another model or, or school of thought may make sense for you. But again, I, personally, I've had an amazing experience with Key. Uh, I can say that it is exactly what it appears to be. So if you've been seeing them in the press lately, um, I again, I really encourage you to at the very minimum join their their waiting list. I know their waiting list is growing, you know, hundreds by the day, but they do have available suites. So if you are in a position to be to be ready to buy again, I'm seeing just looking at their website now easily like a dozen to two dozen suites um, all within in and around that same kind of price point some of which are in the building that I live in, some of which are in some of their other buildings. And if nothing else, stay on their email list um, 
because I know they're going to be expanding their property sooner. Again, if you have any questions about Key, either reach out to them. You can go to their website, lifeatkey.com, or also you can leave a comment below if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, I have a pretty uh, robust understanding of their of their model and how it works. Although, again, full transparency, I am not uh, an as a direct associate of key. I am not an employee. I am not a spokesperson in an, any kind of official capacity. I'm just one of their owner residents who's had a really positive experience. And I, I, I'm more than happy to, you know, be an advocate for them because I really believe in not only the model and how it works, but also I'm a big believer in the company. I've, I've met and had dinner with these people on more than one occasion and they're honestly great, amazing people. So shout out to everybody on the team over at key. You guys are absolutely amazing and awesome. And it's, it's honestly been my honor and privilege to get to know you all and also been able to just speak to how great key is and how good it's hopefully going to continue to be for not only the Toronto real estate market, but also across real estate in general. Here's hoping that key becomes the next, you know, uh, Airbnb as it pertains to, um, as it pertains to home ownership. So that being said, that is all for me for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Be sure to subscribe, follow. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Uh, We're going to be having a lot more content on the way as well. Uh, Always centered around some kind of entrepreneurial thing, whether it's content marketing, whether it's particular tools or apps that you can use to further your entrepreneurship journey, or whether it's... Um, you know, just interesting things, you know, that, that you may want to keep in mind as an entrepreneur. So that being said, that is all for me. I will see you in the next episode of startup. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it and found it valuable. If you're curious on how to create content like this or any kind of video content, either for yourself or as a service to others, I want to give you access to my video editing course, editing enhanced. This course is designed to help you get better at editing video content and to take your video editing skills to the next level. Whether you're a complete beginner and just need to understand the basics, or you're pretty confident with editing and want to take things up a notch, this course will have lots for you to take advantage of. Now, there may or may not be a discount code in the description and show notes for this episode, so be sure to have a look out for that and head on over to starta.ca slash editing enhanced to get access to the course. Thanks again for tuning in, and I will see you again on the next episode.